This goes out to all you Ravagers and Outriders, Novacore and Crane, and even all you Sovereign out there. You are now listening to Sanctuary Rock Radio. Um, but I think we're gonna we're gonna reclassify that a little bit. Uh, we're gonna think we're gonna say D bags, D bags with powers. Yes. Um, uh, because then I don't have to beep anything because we will be saying D bags with powers a lot. A lot. Should they? Um, ha- should we have like a theme song for D bags with powers? <laughs> da, 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 da. I might just take that. And it's like non-exciting forms. Deep bags of power. <laughs> the more you know, and then like the sprinkle. <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay, so uh, recording is live. You can start whenever you're ready. Oh, my God. Do these guys ever shut up? Okay, what do I need to get done today? I've got Earth Invasion. I have to push that back a little bit. I've got to organize the severance pay for the Outriders. I don't even know what to do with his helicopter. Thanos is just going to have to wait today. Uh, hey, uh, I, I've got a, a four o'clock interview. Is, is this the right spot? Is it already for universal time? Are you, are you Moondog? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's me. Hi, nice oh, to meet you. Hi, sorry, hey. sorry. No, no, I may look a little fine. stressed out. Everything's great. No, sure, um, sure, sure. Do you have time today? Um, yeah, I mean, not, not much else I've, uh, I've got doing. Yeah, I, I can, sure, I can come on in. Okay, great, because we've got a little situation. Um, okay. I'm just going to bring you along. This is going to be an... An interview of weird sorts, but honestly, oh, okay. it's yeah. going to be really great because I get to see exactly who you are. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's great. I mean, do I, I, I didn't bring a lot of my, my stuff. Should I, should I just follow you or, you know what? That's, it's fine. It's fine. It's just fine. Just come with me. Yeah. Okay. And like I said, if he can make his own webbing and it like, what else it, it, can he make? Like, I'm. I'm pretty sure Hello. there's a picture of that on Reddit. Gentlemen. I mean, like, I just... Oh, gentlemen. Oh, oh, hey. Oh, oh, hey. Oh, hey. hey. Hi. I, I got to be honest. I, I didn't I didn't think you were... I didn't think you were going to come back. Yeah, yeah well, I know. You know what? I've got to see this out. I'm a woman of my word, and um, this is Moondog. Hi. Um, oh, guys. Uh, nice to meet you. He's here for an interview, so treat him nice. Um, oh. He's just going to come he, along with us. He, what? Is he interviewing us? Well, I oh, thought I'm, I'm sorry. I wasn't. Told. I was really. I've been waiting for us to get interviews. This is great. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Oh, I don't no, know if I'm no. ready. Wait, I mean, wait, wait, I'll, wait, wait, I'll try. So, it, so wait. No. So wait. Hold on. This uh, so Moondog. None of you are right. Y- yes. Right. Wait. Moondog. So yes. Hi. Nice. You're to gonna you. sit sit in with us. Uh, uh, okay. While yeah. we, while we do this. Um, Sh- sure. What exactly are your qualifications? Oh. Um. Yes. I'm. Uh. I'm. I'm glad you asked. So. Uh, uh, I graduated with honors from Beta Persei University, uh, major in interplanetary uh, warfare, uh, minor in communication design. Uh, go Gorgons. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I'm just really looking to get out there. I'm, um, I'm really excited. Uh, I, I haven't, I know I'm pretty young. I haven't had a lot of experience in this, but um, I just want to get out there and start cutting people in half, you know? Oh, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait. Cutting yes. people in half? Yeah, we're gonna go through. We're gonna cut everybody in half, and I've I've been practicing so like long wise, you know, across the middle, whatever. Why? Wait, 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 hold on, no, no, wait, no, no, wait, 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 hold on, no, 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 guys, 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 why are we cutting people in half? Don't worry about it. No, 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 don't worry about it. You guys, no, 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 like it was 50 percent of the half of the population. I thought we were cutting the population in half. In half, right. I'm with him. Okay. This we'll guy, explain I thought that's it what later. Doing. We'll explain it later. Okay, guys? He's not interviewing for your job. Don't Diamond, worry. I, you guys might not have that job at the end of this, and I might need to interview for your jobs, but he's uh, not here for that. Okay. I, <laughs> that face kind of tells me that we, we're we not the ones interviewing side. We, we're not. Uh, not I thought he was interviewing us. No. 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 Let me, let me She's interviewing okay. him. Well, then who am I interviewing? Me. You're interviewing. I'm interviewing you. Okay. Okay. Oh. And I'm interviewing okay. him. No. Yes. Oh. Maybe. Okay. No. You know what? Here, I'm. I'm just okay. gonna sit down right here. I'll. I'll follow your lead, guys. So are. are can. Okay. So can, I guess we can. Laughter. Can we continue? Can now? we continue? 
Yes. Oh, please, please. Yeah. I'm okay. still not 100 so percent with the cutting. We people are in half. so uh, um, it's messy. So I guess I'm with you. I, I guess oh, Moon Dog, we'll get we'll get you we'll get you caught up. We are sure, doing sure. we are doing a um, uh, metahuman classification program uh, where we are going through and we are okay. classifying some of the potential candidates that could be either for or against Thanos's uh, move. Uh, 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 whatever plans he he has, we can't go and, over. And we've them. broken we down them uh, into a highly classified classification. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's, um, it's, it's, it's uh, impressive. There are quality allies. Do you need me to Mega, sign like you, an would NDA you, or Mega? Would you? Like, say, I mean, I, I'm, I'm I mean, good at keeping I mean, that's, secrets. That's that's all her. You you would say this is a very impressive classification. I mean, arguably Obviously. one of the best I've classifications. Been, the best or the greatest? or the greatest? Impressed. Okay. So, yes. So, uh, yeah, I, I would say the, the the greatest. I would, yeah, I would say it's that. up there. The best assist. Yeah. Uh, so we have quality uh, uh, villain or could be allies, right? right. Okay. Uh, and then we have uh, transfer uh, away from quality to lesser uh, quality you could, you rarity. Could say lesser, you okay. Uh, and then we have a also a transfer to. So two kind quality, of, so very good, quality. like, very like good. a positive. So, in, in so both started directions. off kind of weak yes. and then went... And then, and went, then, hey, uh, okay, then we okay. have... Um, uh, unforgivable. Unforgivable. Well, no, well, then we have just a D-bag with powers. Like is that a technical term? D-bag, yes. yeah. A D-bag, okay. yes. yes. Okay. Uh, yes. The term has evolved. It's kind of, it's gone, it's been fluid. But, okay. But uh, I believe this is the most technically accurate term we could have come up with. Okay. And, I'm uh, pretty sure I've heard of that. That was HR appropriate. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, Compared um, to what we had, like, before. And then the Say last no uh, is unforgivable, where, it, oh. which is basically, you could take them out of the situation. Mm-hmm. And theoretically make it better. Do we have ah. D-bags with powers and that's okay? Uh, oh, oh, yes, and we have yeah. D-bag with powers. And that's all but they're that's, designed to but do. But that's okay. Okay, that's okay. okay. I think I get the gist. Does it change? Yeah. It is what it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's I think go. everybody needed a recap. We're, what, like four episodes in? Yeah, yeah, this is nice. It's nice to have. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to have a recap of everything we've done up to this point. Yes. Uh, so, uh, uh, to Moon Dog's point, I think we do have to recap one one movie. I believe we skipped. Ooh. In two thousand four, because he brought it up. I, I see you yeah. see the DVD that I've brought with me. It's it's a good luck charm. Oh. <laughs> it's. Speaking, uh, he's applying for a position to cut a lot of people physically in half. Just straight down the middle. Straight down the middle. And Mm. who better to learn from than one Mr. Frank Castle? Frank Castle, yeah. Mm. The Punisher. In 2004, I think we accidentally skipped this movie because we did Warzone, but I don't believe we did the original the Punisher. The Punisher. Well, we forgot the, uh, the Punisher. With Thomas Jane. Thomas Jane and uh, Mr. Faceoff himself, Jan Travolta. I know you guys will be very Jan. surprised by this, but I have not seen this movie. Oh, totally surprised. <laughs> On a totally scale surprised. of one to I'm sh- my pants right now, I guess where I'm at. Are you Why? pooping yourself? I had a lot of sugar today. Oh. This dark action film. Was. Based on the comic book series, follows FBI oh. agent Frank Castle. <laughs> As he transforms into the vengeful Punisher after criminals murder his family. Murder. Murder. I wouldn't say like clue. Murder. Murder his family, including his wife and son. the most foul. (laughs) Castle is gravely injured in the attack and believed to be dead by Howard Saint, played by John Travolta. Young Travolta. uh, The crime lord who ordered the hit. Following his recovery, Castle becomes a heavily armed vigilante who will stop at nothing to exact revenge on Saint and dismantle his underworld empire. I I feel like, I feel like, can you you scroll back up? Because I feel like, (laughs) if we radioed it, it'd be like, Frank Castle as he transforms <laughs> and then like including his wife and his pal son. <laughs> oh, if we were to and Netflix it. Pal son. <laughs> Netflix the intro. Like, I also want to say this is the first one that I think that we've read where it specifically mentions that it's from a comic book series. Yes. Like this is yeah. from the era where movie descriptions had to point that out and yes. I find that hilarious. Uh, one thing Very I will so. say if, is uh, I know we're mainly talking about villains here but uh, if we can talk about the superhero well Hero for just a second. Sure. Thomas Jane, as an actor, really loved this character enough that he really, he really uh, wanted to move forward with more movies, and it just didn't work out with production company and money and whatnot. Uh, to where he may actually made a short with um, 
uh, Ron Perlman, where he played a Punisher-esque uh, character, and he, like, murders people with <clears throat> a bottle of whiskey, whiskey yeah. and it is fantastic. It's great. It's a really Ugh. fun short. It's, like, Punisher bad, Punisher's Bad Day or something like that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so... What was it? Howard Saint is the bad guy. Howard Saint. Yes. Uh, his he uh, is as uh, just putting it out there so memorable that I forgot his name was even Howard Saint. Um, I I honestly don't remember a lot. Like I remember him in the movie, but I don't remember like what the real motivation of anything any of it was. I'm not gonna so, lie. So uh, I'll do a quick recap. Uh, hit. Uh, his brother, I think, gets killed at the beginning during a deal gone wrong that the Punisher is involved in, but they don't, like, Punisher was undercover, pretending to be, like, an arms dealer or something. Right. And the brother, uh, the brother thinks he's doing this big deal, which will impress John Travolta's character, and he gets killed in the process. John Travolta finds out who this guy is, kills his, like, not even immediate family, like, in the comic books, but, like, extended family, like, everybody third cousins five like seriously like oh just like kills them all um but then this is i feel like one of the most machiavellian that we see the punisher at in any movie because he literally manipulates this villain into killing his own wife yeah Hmm. i'm um i don't really know i i i I think Howard Saint just kind of falls into the D bags with powers, and that's okay. That's yeah, what we yeah, had last time. yeah. Okay, that's because yeah. that's kind of what he is. He's just a he's a douchebag mob boss. Yeah, and I'll be I'll be honest. Nowhere in the film do you feel like he's ever gonna actually win. Or organized crime is basically kind of its own motivation in a lot of these. Yeah, yeah, you exactly. You, you often hey, often I'm a, I'm a good fella, so I'm a good fella. Right. You know they don't they. They they create these characters because they do not have to go into them deeper. Apologies very for that easy accent. Just to throw them in there. Well, why are they doing it? Well, they're a mob boss, they, and that's what mob bosses do. I will Money. say, if you do right, have sure. to compare this Punisher movie to Warzone, this Punisher movie wins every single time. Really? Well, that's good. Definitely. Warzone is totally that agree. bad. <laughs> Based on the descriptions that we've given Mego, she agrees. See, I, I never saw okay, that one, but I always, I'm going to uh, recite a line from Warzone for you. Have at it. You can do whatever you want, but Castle is mine. I'm going to get Castle. Literally, that's the kind of voices By we By the way, heard. the character who voices that is a cannibal. Yeah. Oh. And his name's like what? Crazy something or other? Looney Ben Jim. Looney yeah, Ben Jim. Looney Ben Jim. Yeah. Well, he's, a cr- he's a crazy Castle guy. Castle is mine. Castle is mine. There's like 24 <laughs> different accents in New New York accents. I in didn't think there were that many New Irish York Rastafarians. Still my oh favorite. Oh <laughs> an Irish Rastafarian too. Yeah. <laughs> and, and there's there's this uh, parkour, <laughs> parkour. gangster uh, Rastafarian with an Irish accent. Yeah, and, like it's kind of hard crazy. Irish accent. There's a dude. I think he, I might remember him from the Punisher Max comics. <laughs> uh, and the best part is one of his parkour buddies explodes mid parkour in right. the air. So he's like flipping. Oh, that's that's how flipping you know you're doing it right. I mean, Punisher shot him with a rocket. So yeah. I mean. So he's flipping mid air and then right, he jumps into the path of a rocket <laughs> and just, it is the just cheesiest explosion graphic you can imagine in a movie. <laughs> and everyone's just like, what? It's I, so bad. I just feel real bad for Ray, Ray Stevens because he acted. <laughs> he died doing There are moments where Ray Stevens actually acted the, his ass off in that movie. Oh man, he, he, they they asked him to play a role and he played. He it. played. I, rem- I, I remember seeing the trailers for that and I was <laughs> I never ended up seeing it. Uh, but I remember being excited because he looked dark and broody enough and everything else looked just comic booky enough that it was going to be fun. I don't think it Not ended up on that. Not enough to spend money though to go yeah. see it. So it, so it sounds like he, it was he, barely fun. Talking about dark, bullet, talking about dark and broody. He doesn't speak for what the first the first twenty minutes of the movie. Twenty minutes. <laughs> it is speak. great. No, it is beautiful. Yeah, it is really literally. Well done. I will say he does look very much like the Bruce Tim Marvel Max. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. he does. Oh, yeah, yeah. So okay. Um, so there's so that. we went from a movie that was what seven seventy eighty minutes <laughs> in. Uh, I can't remember how long Punisher or Punisher Warzone was. They were <laughs> relatively short films. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't very long. How about a two hour and 23 minute romp through Ooh. the X-Men universe? 
Uh, we're talking about X-Men Apocalypse. Um, the Revenge of Ivanus. Why does the cover... <laughs> the guy on the cover looks like Frankenstein. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you watch Power Rangers, he's very reminiscent of Ivanus as well. Ivanus. Revenge um, of Ivanus. This movie... Is a, one of the one of those movies that Mutant I, came powers. Out, I came out of angry. angry. I remember oh. that. Angry. It's very I rare that I leave the theater that. angry, but this is one. Of uh, them. This is one. Like I, I can, I can take a lot of sh- from comic book movies, but this is one of the ones I came out of, and I, I, I went to go see it with um, uh, Bubba and Graw from work. And, and me, I was there. You were yeah. there. Yeah. Oh, wow. I was there. So that's how much I've blanked this out. I've just started removing because it was at a, it, it was it was at a different movie theater than we normally yeah, go I was to down in um. It, Middletown. And and uh, we uh, should we should, that should have been a sign. Uh yeah, so we went to go see it and uh just, I came out of the theater and I was like, I I'm angry. But I think Bob was like, I don't think it was that bad. That was fucking horrible. He was <laughs> like, like it's very rare for me to just be like this was He was like bad. prop smash. Yeah, yeah. What <laughs> made point, it bad? Yeah. Everything. Oh, okay. Uh, so So do the recap and then we'll then we'll So this is the okay. sequel to Days of Future Past. Okay, uh, you can start after thousands of years. Oh, but no. do you want me to read it? I want to read the beginning. Oh no, it disappeared. It's disappeared. It has. It took you too failed long. Thanos us. killed it. You want me to read it? Yeah. <laughs> I have my glasses today. You want to read it? I think it'll be fun Is to have some somebody sort of that's no investment. Uh, yes, uh, yes. Do you want me to read it Android in a monotone assistant. voice? I'll do um, it. Yes. I'll do it. <clears throat> um. One of these days. I wanted to read it. Well, so did I, but now it's not connecting. So Aww. let me go through it real quick. Uh, well, first of all. Sideburns, like man. Lost connection all of a sudden. That's exciting. Uh, I'll lose your connection. See, lost connection. I'm trying to bring up a picture of Ivan Ooze in my head, and I can only think of Grandpa from the monster. I'm just, I'm just struggling. <laughs> am, I way off, am I way off base? I love the no, monster. No, okay. That is that is actually not that far off of Ivan Ooze. Okay, good. Um, I'm he's not a little crazy less grandpa. Is it is it showing up on on yeah? Ivan huh? Ooze, but he is very. Uh, you you're 100 percent correct. Same character. Very grandfathery. He does have a yeah. Okay, good. Okay, good. I'm not. Losing it. Yes. <laughs> All right. So I'll just read it real quick. Yeah. Uh, uh, makes, makes after sense. thousands of years, apocalypse, the world's first and most powerful mutant has awakened to find the world led by uh, humans intent on cleansing the earth of mankind. He recruits a group of mutants to create a new world order in desperate in a desperate race to save humanity. Professor X leads the young X-Men in an epic showdown against an unstoppable enemy that will determine the fate of the okay. world. Uh, the first part of it that that I really wanted to read was. Oscar winner Jennifer Lawrence, Michael Fassbender, and James McAvoy lead a powerhouse cast in director Brian Singer's extraordinary follow-up to X-Men Days of Future Past. I find it pretty sad, though, that the description has to rely on the the uh, preceding movie. Like, like it it shouldn't... (laughs) If you like Days of Future Past, this... You'll probably go to see this. Yeah, exactly. Like, that was a very popular I love film. that statement, by the way. If you like <clears throat> Days of Future Past, you'll probably see this. Yeah. Not that you'll like, like it. it. You'll just go see you're it. Just, you're probably going to get talked into seeing it. Let's just so, be honest. The, um, this movie. Uh, so, in the movie... Um, you remember we talked about Days of Future Past? Did you see Days of Future Past? I did. Moondog, did you see this one? I did. Okay. Yeah. So, so did you Day- like it? No. Okay, <laughs> good. They're all the same. Day- Days of Future Past really redeemed a lot of what problems that some people had. Uh, with this franchise and Apocalypse were like yo you like all those problems we fixed? Here's a buttload more. Here's where we put them. <laughs> we just shifted them over a movie. You know what I, that I, makes it sound like? It makes it sound like they took like dust and they swept shit under the rug. <laughs> oh, we got. And a whole then they were like, "Oh, we got a new movie. It's all the stuff that was underneath of the rug." Yeah. There's it's um, like, like we did, like we did uh, a cookie cutter thing, and like here's the leftover dough. <laughs> the uh, the what is the it? leftover the time dough. in the time in a bottle scene from. Uh, uh, from Days of Future Yes, Fast, with Quicksilver. Was so good. Like, that was fantastic. And then they're like, can we do that again? But, like, no one cares this time. <laughs> and have it be less good. It was just... Oh, yeah, no. 
I, I mean, just it was really yeah, it don't was, like the yeah. poster. Um, That's just me. Well, the thing is, they I'm took an actor person. who is a very good actor, Oscar Isaac, yes. and they destroyed. They co- they covered him up yeah. with mm. so much makeup in a costume that just does not work, and they it I, it inhibits his ability to act. One and and two, it just aesthetically is not pleasing. If he was. If he was not the only villain in this film, he would be unforgivable because I have to put a villain somewhere. Yeah. I can't say if you took the only villain in the film out the movie, the movie would be the same. Technically, have, the we have tertiary antagonists, but I mean... They're all created from, from all him. Created yeah, from him. So the so. way that plot works is that... Th- so he, he starts recruiting these characters and they, be, they become... For those of you on iTunes, Megan is watching a bottle of Dr. Pepper be poured into her mug. It's making me very happy. Oh, the microphone's been picking up everything. So it's we're beautiful. Just gonna we're getting food hand-delivered <clears throat> to us, and it's gorgeous. Oh, thank you. This is how this is how professional the show is. We're getting food we hand-delivered to us. This is the best interview <laughs> I have ever just had. Kidding. I think they now, they the people giving us food now immediately hate us. These guys are like, man, I want to start a podcast. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I didn't know I just got food delivered to me. It's it's We're not. Already oh. oh, man. Wow. Oh. Holy shit. That Shot through the heart. Far. And you're to blame. I assume you all God. need cups and plates. I need a and water. Yes, that would be right. Oh, my God, Meg. Meg, I can totally see you knocking that over. Knocking what over? Right onto your head. She's fine. My man. She's fine. My man hit what her with the this? straight. Oh, thank you for all of this food. That's can I get some water? <laughs> Did you like it? Just snuck in like oh, that. Very, very casual. Surreptitious. All right. Surreptitious? Surreptitious. That's very my nice. DJ name. Surreptitious. DJ Surreptitious. Yo, I don't know what his name is, um, but it's got syrup in it. It's got Yo. syrup in it. Uh, where are we putting this guy? Um, I, to be <clears> honest, <throat> uh, it's... Uh, <laughs> I, I'm... We almost need... We I'm om- not gonna lie. We you om- could almost make... You could almost... This movie, I think, does get better without a villain in it. Yeah, no, I agree. Because you could have Magneto, like, freaking out, and all of that, oh and God, him... Magneto's storyline. And he could it. recruit people just as well as Apocalypse could. So I don't know if we, uh, if Moondog and I have ever discussed this, but so you We've can just understand met. why we have. <laughs> why I don't know when we would have had the time. How frustrated this movie made me because sure. in the beginning of the movie, so at the end of the last movie, Magneto is a wanted criminal. Yes. So he's a wanted criminal. He flees to another country and gets a job and a wife and a kid. Mm-hmm. He seems happy, but again, he is an international criminal. So we don't know how he's gotten away with this to begin with. So he saves someone using his powers and he outs himself. That's pretty redeemable, okay. right? So he outs himself as a he outs himself, and so the government decides to apprehend him. So they send eight police officers. I think it's eight eight officers to apprehend him using bows and arrows. Basically, nothing with metal in it that they can use against him. Why it's, not metal? Because Magneto has the ability to manipulate. Oh, metal. he's a magnet. <coughs> Duh. He's a giant magnet. <laughs> Just U shaped. Oh, that I I I think there's a villain. I would that's watch that show. Like right. U shaped magnet. The U shaped magnet. <laughs> so, and the they show up with bows and arrows and go to apprehend him. It turns out his daughter has abilities, and she's a bit young for that too, isn't she? A little yeah. bit. Yeah. So her abilities manifest. <clears throat> she can talk to animals, and she gets the animals to attack the police officers. A, the one of the bows and arrows, bow and arrows, accidentally discharges <laughs> as they are, as is their want, as they tend to do. <laughs> a bow and arrow, as is their want. He was washing. Hey, discharges. he was washing it, and it just went off. <laughs> Swear to God, I didn't know it was loaded. <laughs> accidentally discharges and kills not only one person, both the wife and the daughter. Oh, oh yeah, I'm remembering something was right. Kills the wife and the daughter. <clears throat> Magneto then straight murders all eight police officers. Murders. Murders them. So I'm going to recap again. Eight police officers in the lawful... in doing their job to apprehend an international criminal are attacked by a mutant and in the process of being attacked a weapon, a bow and arrow accidentally discharges 
which is hard enough to kill one person intentionally. Due, due, due to fault, two due to the fault of the daughter, to be honest. Right, because they're being attacked. Yep. They're being attacked. Weapon accidentally discharges, kills two people, and then Mito, Magneto straight up murders all of them. Magneto, yes, Magneto. Magneto. Nagmito. Nagmito. That's his Nagmito. name. Nagmito. In that movie, that's what he is to me. Can you really blame him? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, I can. Yes. That's the whole so, point of this rant, by the way. <laughs> so, he then, on an emo bender, joins Apocalypse. And Apocalypse makes everybody's mutant powers better. But apparently he just makes Magneto understand that he's actually really much more badass than he tries to be. And he's like, hey, I got you a new outfit. So he then goes. Uh, they, they actually. So hold on, hold on. They actually went shopping together, and it was one of those like teen movies like for a minute. Montages. There was like a, a teen There's, movie montage when they were going, going to the shopping, movies, right? And they were like, yeah, the third yeah, true. one's never the no, third one's never as good or whatever. I do remember. And they're like, let's um, prove it. Because <laughs> uh, we were talking about Return of the Jedi. Uh, so it's just so he joins Apocalypse on an emo bender. And then Apocalypse talks him into basically churning the upper mantle of the of the world, basically destroying like massive amounts of cities. Correct. So uh, Magneto, at the beginning of the movie, straight up murders eight people doing their job. First part. Second part. He then causes trillions, hundreds of trillions, probably of property damage to some of the major cities all across the globe. Like, it just shows him, like, churning um, London. Just, like, the ground is just, like, earthquaking. But trillions of dollars of damage causing, I don't know, I can't say, I didn't see anybody die, but I'm guessing there's probably a few casualties and probably several injuries. Then at the end of the movie, uh... They talk him into turning on Apocalypse. And he then succeeds. They succeed. They defeat Apocalypse. And at the very end of the movie, Magneto and Professor X are talking. And he goes, is there any way I can talk you into staying, Eric? And he goes, you know you could, Charles. And he goes, I know, Eric. Bye. And then Eric just wa- Magneto just walks into the sunset. With a flannel shirt on. With a flannel shirt on. So again, never to be seen again. Never, as of right now, never to be seen again. He's at some college party playing guitar. So, Wonderwall, or or he's still walking. (laughs) Wonderwall, or he's still walking in the Incredible Hulk. Like the Incredible Hulk thing, he just shows up. He just shows up places. My name's David Lencher. (laughs) (laughs) My CDs are on sale. You wouldn't, you wouldn't like me when I'm depressed, (laughs) right? I just so, kill eight police officers in every city. And that movie whoa, murders whoa, whoa. eight people. Murders eight people. Destroys trillions of dollars in property damage. Are we still going over? Is this still the it first rant? Or is bothers this bothers me? It just—it's such a bad plot point. And that because he is a tertiary villain. Props. We have like something amazing just happened with my. Cup. We have ten more. I'm sorry. D-bag with powers and... Unsympathetic villain. Not I wish I one. almost wish we had a D-bag with powers and it's not okay in between <laughs> that and unforgiving. There needs to be a like, Brian is very upset only, category. The only Brian is upset. That's funny. I'm sorry, props. Props. <laughs> Secret identities, no. No! <laughs> so, um... <laughs> I don't... The only reason I would not give it unforgivable is because that movie falls apart without him in it. Mm-hmm. But I think it falls apart because Apocalypse is in it. So it doesn't really help the case either way. Correct. So I'm reasonable. Like, for me, I would just put it in unforgivable. And because I, everything else he did in that movie I thought was dumb. Like giving Psylocke <laughs> a boob window. And, and what really... Oh God. Yeah, right? Giving and, Psylocke a boob window. Um, I, Olivia Munn, right? Yeah. Yes. Like, she's a great actress, and then they were like, okay, we're gonna put armor on the underside of your boobs. That's the most tender part. No, it's not. It, it's the, so the, if you're gonna get attacked, you're gonna get hit from the top. If you want to protect your boobs, shit. you put armor on top. The underboob. The underboob. Um, All right, I, that's so, so, so what, one, one, one so more thing. One, one last thing about Apocalypse as well. I really hated how they were like, hey, guess what the next movie's gotta be? 
It has a fiery bird in it, and I don't mean someone with gonorrhea. What? Is gonorrhea a fiery bird? <laughs> if you're male. Who's the fiery bird? <laughs> Phoenix. Oh. That's the next X-Men movie coming out. For it's now. supposed to be New mo- new Mutants, and that shit got pushed back. canceled. Oh. Lord. No, no, it's pushed back. They just keep postponing it over and over again. I feel bad for those actors if they really felt they and believed in the movie that it's like, like done filming. Yeah. Ugh. Well, I mean, at, at the same point, if I was one of those actors, I'd be like, oh, man, I would love to see my work be seen. But hey, I got paid. Or maybe it's like, <laughs> you don't. <laughs> never mind. No, that's fine. You put it back another six months. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, you know, that uh, men in black thing for your memory. Can you please do that? Everybody. Uh-huh. Oh, hey, make- I think we've all seen this one. I like this one. I do too. Doctor Strange. All right, all right. I just want to say uh, one of my favorite characters in all of Marvel, uh, at, at anything Marvel, um, a big, I'll, I'll preface this with if they had not been successful with Guardians of the Galaxy, we may not have seen a Doctor Strange movie. I can oh, hell yes. Doctor, the <clears throat> you agree with that? Guardians super proved that they could do weird-ass movie shit and get away with it. Yeah, this is a, a risky, some risky business. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think they did this successfully. Yeah. Uh, Kaecilius, uh, let's talk about him. Yeah. Oh, actually, let's talk about the movie. We have to do... Yeah. yeah Stephen so. Strange's life changes after a car accident robs him of the use of his hands. When traditional medicine fails him, he looks for healing and hope in a mysterious enclave. He quickly learns that this enclave is at the front lines of a battle against unseen dark forces bent on destroying reality. Before long, Strange is forced to choose between his life of fortune and status or leave it all behind to defend the world as the most powerful sorcerer in existence. I mean, that doesn't, that that's not true, but... Overuse of the word enclave. <clears throat> F minus minus. And by the end of the movie, he is not the most powerful sorcerer still. Um, I don't think. Don't you guys On know Earth, mo- movie descriptions maybe? mean everything? Yeah. Um, Kaecilius. So, played by a wonderful actor. Mads Mikkelsen. Mm. Who, um... Very good. Like... Mads Mikkelsen. I would say there's a lot of great moments in this movie. Um, I mean, just, I mean, we talked about Strange's recovery being one of the most kind of visceral things that we watched in a Marvel movie. It just, it's painful. Mm-hmm. Um, you, know, par- you know, on par with Tony Stark's, like, you know, origins in, uh, in Iron Man, the first Iron Man. Uh, but we have moments like Mads Mikkelsen trying to explain... Dormammu too strange and tears streaming down his face. Yeah. Um, my, t- <clears throat> my two favorite scenes in this film are uh, the ancient one's death scene, mm-hmm. which is it's trying to stretch. I, I've trying like, to stretch a moment I've into for hundred, thousands, yeah. like hundreds of years. I'm trying to stretch a moment into affinity. Yeah. Just so I can see the last bit of snowfall and then she, and then that's it. It's just, it's so Tilda Swinton kills the scene. It's very good. And that whole revelation that it's not about that it's, you. Yeah, yeah. It's just solid. <laughs> the, the other scene that I love is actually the montage of him struggling with his condition after his surgery. Mm. Uh, it's one of the only instances in the MCU where I felt genuinely uncomfortable. Yeah. So this was also the first, besides Guardians of the Galaxy, the first movie that I watched. Like, once I started actually watching these movies. Yeah. Um, I like how you pick the outliers. Like, Guardians of the Galaxy, Doctor Strange. If you can yeah, jump no, in on those exactly, and love them, though, then, like, fantastic. Yeah. Everything else is really a easy walk. to invest in, yeah. I just like to do things the hard way, always. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Sorry. Is it, though? Is it? Is it? I don't know. I guess. Uh, I just what sounded do you call right? when HR says that? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Ghostbusters. Mega HR. Mega HR. <laughs> um, where are we putting them? Kaecilius, I I'd say quality. Mm-hmm. Right. I think we can all kind of agree with that one. The the I love that it the the backstory isn't done through like flashbacks. It's all done through it, exposition. It just starts right? like. We don't know why he's doing what he's doing, but that, that that conversation it's all done through exposition and dialogue. This could and it felt it felt like it was it was important. I, I think um 
I'm a huge fan of uh, I'm a huge fan of uh, both the villains in this movie. Um, Cassilis in particular, I think he is such a good sympathetic villain. I think with just a very minor shift in perspective, you could absolutely be rooting for him as the hero. Yeah. Um, I think you genuinely feel for him, even without knowing, as you said, most of his story. He's like, I see this power. I see these potentials. It's like, we, he's not trying to, to over, you know, he's not trying to, to, you know, sub, you know, subjugate someone else. He's not trying to uh, overthrow anything. It's like, he wants what he genuinely thinks is going to be better, not just for him, but for everyone. Yeah. We we could live forever with in in the loving embrace of Dormammu. No one should think that they're the bad guy. Mm-hmm. That's Absolutely. not a good villain. Yeah, if you got a villain, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like the closest I think I've come is is Joker, and even then they were just like, I just want to prove to everyone it's a fucking joke. He's just absolute nihilism. It's right? Like, yeah. It's it's all Whatever. chaos. Do it. Right? It's all yeah. joke. What's the point? So right? so Mega, what did you think of Caecilius? My favorite character was the cape. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, as far as the villain Oh, no, concerned. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm uh, trying was to... Was it the cape? <laughs> no. No, no, no I know it's not the cape. <laughs> then we're done. <laughs> then we're done here. I'm just saying I like that character. Um, <laughs> um, No, I liked it. Like, I'm trying to... Re- talking about it, It just it's reminding me of the whole movie in general because it's been a while since I've seen it. Um, but... Yeah, I don't think that he's a D-bag with powers. I definitely think he's quality. So I agree. I think it's it's rare that you get an introductory film. It's very very Spider-Man, which we'll talk in a little bit. It's a Spider-Man where you look at the villain, and I think you're absolutely right. If I woke up on the wrong side of the bed, I could absolutely agree with Caecilius's motivation. See his origin story or instead of Strange's. Exactly. And boom, we're rooting for him. And it's the same. Exa- yeah, exactly. Oh, really 100%, 100%. I was wondering if they were going to pivot, like like really throw a, a wrench in it and like pivot and have it actually be that the ancient one is the bad guy. Uh, that so that's what I, th- I wonder if they thought that that was too predictable, that the mentor is actually the bad guy. I, I think to, to, to go on that and to say what we, uh, we've been talking about, um, from his point of view, absolutely was. Yeah. She was lying to everyone the whole time. She was saying, "I'm gonna keep this power for myself. I'm not. I'm. I'm telling people not to do this, but I am tapping into this. I could absolutely be sharing this, but I'm here. I'm being hypocritical. Yeah. I'm. I'm holding this from everyone. I think from his perspective, she's absolutely the bad guy. Yeah. Um. What do you think? What do you think has a bigger impact? A hero who makes a mistake, or a villain who believes he's a villain, or believes that he's right? Uh, I think. Uh, a hero who makes a mistake is interesting. So it's like, it's an interesting thing, right? Especially one that can admit, admit yeah, this might be a mistake. Uh, and then may, they may have the reasons for it, but they can admit to it. Yeah. Uh, in, in my perspective. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think too. Because um, you, you have that dichotomy in the film in terms mm-hmm. of emotional resonance. Mm-hmm. You have Caecilius is the villain who believes he's right. Uh, the Ancient One is the hero that believes what's best, mm-hmm. right? And they both make decisions that turn out with terrible outcomes, but they're both on opposing sides of the writing of the film, mm-hmm. right? They're, exactly. One is one is portrayed as a hero, one is portrayed as a villain. Uh, but I think Doctor Strange lives very comfortably in the ambiguity that is the gray area of all the characters. And, the and what I like is there are those, the there are those yeah. moments... In especially when they show the um, ancient one and she the mark appears on yeah, her head, yeah, yeah, yeah. where she looks a bit sinister. Oh, absolutely! And she's yeah, well, like, yeah. and she she's like, no eyebrows. And she's like, <laughs> yeah, that's all. <laughs> but she's, but yeah. she basically, it's so creepy. Right. She basically says like, you you don't know what you're <clears throat> speaking about, and you even, and when he starts to push her on it. Uh, you see her start to break a little bit. This calm demeanor that she has, this I kind of know everything that's going on, is replaced with I'm sure they'll need backup at these other sectors, and boom, she's gone. Yeah. And then you're like, whoa, okay, what's going on here, you know? Um, now, we'd be remiss if we didn't uh, talk about the other villain that's in the movie. Obviously, well, we don't get a lot of... there's three, three. three. post-credits. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, which, uh, oh, I hope it we'll happens. S- we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But let's, let's talk about Dormammu. 
Um, mama. Possibly Your the mama. best way I've seen to defeat a villain in a movie so far. Hands down. Very pacifistic oh. way of doing it, which I really yeah. appreciate in the film. Which we've talked about. It's the first time we've actually seen a the, non-violent the final solution. A non-violent solution to the I mean, they yep. really held on to most of what Strange believes is thou shalt do no harm. Um, and uh, you know, he even says it. I'm not here to murder people. This was self-preservation. Yeah. Uh, he would kill me if that dude was going to kill me and, unless I stopped him. And he regrets having to kill yeah. that Somebody. man. Um, and because uh, he he believes in the sanctity of life, which is why like Caecilius's speech to him is a little tempting. And you can see that, you know, um, but it, it was such a great moment. Like he says, yeah, I will do no harm. So here's how we're going to beat the villain. We're going to. Uh, yeah. I do love in, in, in the bonus content for um, for Dr. Strange. Their thought process in trying to define what humans could not perceive is really interesting. They mm-hmm. sit at a round table and they said, Dormammu exists in a plane of existence that humans have never, no human has ever seen before. So how do we create something that a human has never seen before? And how do we create something that their brains would go, I don't really know what to make of this. Because everything that's in a film that anyone has ever done that a human has never seen before, we would equate with something we've seen before. We have to wrap it in terms we can understand. Yeah, yeah, so that we could comprehend it. In this instance, they like they went this 1970s tie-dye molecular structure universe. Yeah. Like, just stuff just didn't make sense. And they went with uh, designing Dormammu in which something on his body was constantly moving. Which I actually really appreciated. You could never never comfortably land on what he looked like because his face moved, his body moved. Ripples just everywhere, yeah. Which I thought was a really good, like, if you look at the comic books, like, the weird line graphic that he has on his face, like, translating that out into, like, the weird ripples... It yeah. always makes me think she's wearing like a ski mask. It's very ski masky in yeah. the yeah. comics, but in this instance, I think it works really well. And the well way his, his, like, the, they talk about the full teen flames that he has that come up past his face. Mm-hmm. And in the movie, it's just this dark, it's this dark purple, just like, dark, like, sinister looking stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think, uh, I, I just think that the translation of that was perfect. Un- I, I agree. I think, unfortunately, in the in the course of the movie, he's a d bag with powers, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah no, 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 yeah. what he is because you don't see him till the end. And his motivation is he's an otherworldly being that wants to eat Earth. Yeah, he's yeah. hungry. Yeah, I, I think I, I think he's from hungry. what you guys have uh, you guys have set up, it's it's that I, I I would lean on the it's okay part. It's just yeah, he's an entity that is you know like just like we have a hard time comprehending him. He's like this is how I'm going to grow and expand. I yeah. don't play by the same rules that existence does. So yeah, so yeah. I what is this existence. time? It makes me angry. It oh, makes God. Me. I love that. That was so good. Um, <laughs> I just like that moment when he realizes that it's happened oh. all before. What is going on? <laughs> I uh. So for this next film, uh, it is in my opinion uh, one of the best films of the last one hundred years. In my opinion. Wow, that's a bold statement. It is one of the best films over the last 100 years, and that is Logan. Oh, I haven't seen this one. Uh, you uh, could it have is universally loved. My Empire of Dirt. There's that Johnny Cash is song that, playing yeah. throughout the oh, whole yeah, thing. The, well, the <laughs> well, it's Nine Inch Nails. Nine Inch done, Nails covered by Johnny Cash. Covered by yeah. Johnny Cash. Oh, um, yeah. In the near future, a weary Logan cares for an ailing Professor X at a remote outpost on the Mexican border. His plan to hide from the outside world gets upended when he meets a young mutant, played by the talented Daphne Keene, who is very much like him. Logan must now protect the girl and battle the dark forces that want to capture her. I want to say she did an amazing job. She's a really good X-23. Yes. Um... Uh, th- this film is, uh, it, it, every time I watch it, it just rocks me to the core. I love this movie so much. Um, e- even to the extent that I make excuses for the aspects of the film I don't like, like oh, uh, younger X, uh, CG, um, X24. X24, which I'm not a fan of, uh, but I understand why they did it. There's a metaphor behind it that I, I get why. Um, your villain in this film 
technically, if you really want to get into it, uh, would be either... The villain was inside us all along. Oh, that's not, either, the, that's not the moral? <laughs> either Logan, which is kind of weird. Yeah. This scenario. Or um, it would be... Adamantium poisoning. <laughs> uh, it would be Donald Pierce, uh, who's the head of the, uh, the Ravagers. Or the whatever they are, I can't even remember what they're. Yeah, the and then Reavers, and the, oh, you. the Reavers, right? And I mean, then there's the scientist. Dude. Yeah, there's um, Richard Grant, which uh, he was in the movie, in my opinion, for like twenty minutes, and then that yeah, was yeah, right. So actually, uh, the, the Donald Pierce from the Reavers wasn't wasn't like a horrible villain. Yeah. Again, he's just a d bag with powers. And yeah, that's okay. and that's yeah, okay. And that's, okay. that's what they designed him to be. X-24 is... He reminds me of Ajax. That's what I was going to say. He's yeah. basically just Ajax. Yeah. yeah. From uh, from Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a mercenary. I think I think X-24 was unforgivable. I agree. But what? that's my bias opinion. Other didn't, takes. Come on. Other didn't, takes. didn't see it. Sorry. That's fine. Um, I'm not the only one. <laughs> right? That's okay. So, X, so X-23 is the young girl yep. that ha- uh, has the abilities of Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Um... And she, uh, I'll be honest, the actress that played her, she uh, played the, the character's bilingual. Okay. Um, and she just played it so well, where she was this innocent girl who was also so freaking deadly. Same. Uh, and it was, yeah. it, was, it was very well done. <laughs> so, they are, so they are trying to, uh, um, uh, the organization that the Reavers are working for, are trying to recapture X-23, bring her back to this facility. Okay. Mm-hmm. She, uh, because X Men comics exist in this universe in X Men uh, in X Men world, oh, which nice. is interesting. Wait, There's, this was the the Logan, well, Old Man Logan was that was it's, it's Mueller, loosely right? based, yeah, and it's and it's and it's and it's and it's, and it's, it's in it in its own continuity as far as movies are concerned. Okay. Yeah. Um. So they go to they go to capture the girl, and it's revealed that the organization that she has the same abilities. That Wolverine has, which means that organization has his DNA on file. I don't, really, I don't know how DNA They're works. attempting to recreate Wolverine. To okay. Be. Yeah. And they theoretically succeed in doing so because X-24 is a younger version mm-hmm. of Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman plays both characters huh. And what is film. And what has happened is in this world, mutants have kind of died out due to genetic engineering of, of major foods. And drug companies and pharmaceuticals yeah. and and like high fructose corn syrup and yeah. like they're all as genetically sweet, engineered foods as well as a season eight uh, as a accidental not a like an accidental not like a genocide because the, the, the Pro- Professor <laughs> Professor X killed <laughs> Professor X actually killed most of the X Men. Um, I, I do think I read a synopsis somewhere. Yeah, he's, because he, he's getting he had old a, and like he, he had, had a like, seizure. And yeah. yeah, when he has a seizure, <clears throat> men, like he can't control his mental abilities. Right. The only and person so, who's able to actually move is Logan. Is Logan because of his healing factor? Like f- move physically? Move yeah. physically. So when like, he has a seizure, it he affects freezes everything around. Freezes, him. So oh. when he seizes, his mind okay. seizes everyone as well, but also seizes Ooh. their breathing. Yeah. Okay. And there's, so there's this one visceral scene where they're in a casino, they're in a hotel room, yeah. and Logan has to make his way up to the hotel room. Everyone is frozen except for him, and he's literally killing people. In slow motion. In slow motion. At normal speed. At though. normal speed, while they're, while they're frozen. So they may be even able to see this happening. Oh my god. Yeah, but they're just really, like this. Really- that's just watching Wolverine come towards them and kill him. That's yeah, brutal. brutal. It's, it's really brutal. It's visceral, man. Um, yeah. But so, yeah, Donald Pierce. Donald Pierce is a reaver. Uh, I will say this: very, um, uh, like I every scene he was in, I enjoyed. Oh yeah, yeah. He like, was very true. charismatic. I liked his character. And in emphasis the film. on the that's okay. Which yeah. Is why I feel bad putting him in, in that's okay. Like, but it's it, it's. Leaning towards, and that's okay. Yeah, he played it well. Yeah, I mean, there's some that are like, meh, that's okay, and then there's some like, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that's absolutely fine. Like Ajax, it's like, eh, and that's okay. But Donald Pierce is like, yeah, yeah, that's okay. It's fine by me. It's yeah. a different type of okay. It's, it's a different type of okay, exactly. Um, but again, uh, if you have not seen Logan, please do yourself a favor. Mm-hmm. Go. It is yeah, a cinematic. Uh, uh, this movie is so good. Like it ends so well that it makes me angry that they continue to make X Men movies. 
in the universe that they're choosing to make X-Men movies in. Yeah. Well, no, it's, if Fox was just like, we're done movie, making X-Men movies, like if that final scene in that movie was the last scene I ever saw in an X-Men movie, I'd be fine with that. You're like, okay. That, that was right. such a poignant ending. And it was so, it was both visually oh, and, and emotionally closure. We'd be remiss if we didn't say exactly what was going on. So basically, the, she X twenty three escapes with other children that have been genetically engineered. Yeah, and they're looking to get to Canada. Okay, because there's rumors that there's a safe haven for mutants called Eden that they find in one of the X Men comic books. I, yes, I remember reading uh, something online, just a huge bunch of parallels between this and Children of Men. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. And then so at this point, Logan <clears throat> is tasked with not only protecting. I mean, honestly, he could just say screw it and leave him alone and just yeah. not worry about it and die. But he in goes. Peace. He actually goes and attempts to protect. But them as they yeah, cross. The, he, like he he just that that part of him, that honorable part of them of of him knows he can't just leave it alone and he knows he probably won't survive it but he does it anyway right. yeah so it is it is a wonderful film uh that if you haven't seen it go see it i'll put it mm-hmm. on my list uh let's it makes talk, me happy let's talk <laughs> guardians of the galaxy volume two yeah uh, a movie that bam, 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 uh, is very funny some would say it is overtly funny some would say it's a little too intentionally funny. So basically everything that worked about Guardians of the Galaxy 2 turned up to 11. Yes. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy 1. Yeah, that's what you're Everything sorry, sorry. that worked about the original you know Guardians of the Galaxy well, was turned well, up to 16 a little bit. Like, one. still for me, like, I liked Drax in Guardians of the Galaxy 1. I didn't really like him in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I, like, it was, was funny, but he was a douche. He was But he's always different. been a douche. You no, know, in the first movie, it, I don't think it was intentional. Like in the first movie, it was just a byproduct of his over over literal nature, and his determination to get revenge for his mm-hmm. family. In this movie, like he just comes across as like, "No, you're hideous. <laughs> like I want to vomit. Like I don't see Drax from movie one saying that." Yeah, there's. I think there's too yeah. much of a. Dis- there, I, I like both the characters, but there's a bit of a too big a jump. I if if they had done a little bit more from the second movie and the first movie, mm-hmm. I'd feel more okay with that. But in the first movie, he's pretty much like super literal, and he doesn't under like I don't think he understands that he's insulting people. In the second movie, it just came across as he doesn't care. Well, how long right. has he been with them by the time the second movie takes place? He's like Not comfortable. It's like, <laughs> no, it takes like place almost month. right after the first movie. Yeah. Okay. No, that's so they wouldn't like, have a chance to rub off on him in any way. Right. So like, in once they get to Avengers. It's been almost four years. And the way he acts, like they're all used to one another. Yeah. I'm completely fine with that pivot in character. <laughs> like if he had acted in movie two, like I'm now completely five invisible. years later, I'd be completely <laughs> fine with it. I'd be like, he's had enough time to try to learn sarcasm yeah. and being a dick. And that's his way of doing it. But he was less of a dick in that movie than it was in Guardians 2. Correct. He was, but again, he came across as like overly literal or like taking things too seriously in like when he was just like, you can't see me, I'm moving so slow. Harbillary batteries. Harbillary <laughs> <laughs> batteries. Um, so, I, I, certain things. You like Rocket Raccoon? You like Baby Groot? Even the so subtitle cute. says, she yells like adorably. Groot? Yeah. He's if so, anything you liked so in the first angsty. film, we cranked it up to 25. Yeah. In the second one. Um, your villain is oh, wait, Ego. I'm thinking of the wrong movie. Another example, by the way, of an actor I did not think would ever be in a Marvel film. Robert really? Redford was the first one. Kurt Russell is the second one. <laughs> and just, yo, I just want to say the de-aging technology they used for him in the old scene is scary. Like, I, well, I think Civil Wars de-aging. Civil Wars is really good. Yeah, yeah. So, the, so, when you saw Robert Downey Jr. looking just like he stepped oh. out of an 80s movie. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what this there. is, but what the f- so my my wife is a bit older than me, and uh, when she was watching, to jump ahead on that, uh, we're back wherever. When she was watching that, she was like, "No, that that looks like young Tony Stark." But she knew young, uh, you know, uh, Robert Downey Jr. so well that it always threw her off a little bit. She's like, that "That's not him. That's not exactly but, him. But something's not right." But no, yeah, but yeah. no that that was good. Yeah, like, I mean, because when we when we think about it, right? Anytime they do young someone else, even 
they try and balance it out between what they actually looked like when they were young and what a young version of what they are now would be. Yes. And that's where the un, the unrealistic portion of it is, I think. And we're like, I know what young Kurt Russell looks like. What, what helps is Kurt Russell doesn't look bad for his age. The, right. the, the one uh, weird modification one that always got me was uh, Captain America in the first Civil War, in, like, skinny Steve Rogers. Yeah. Like Chris Evans. Yeah, but that, that was putting really Chris well Evans' current face. But that's still not a, easy. A really, it's no. oh, it's still really good. And sometimes yeah. you it get a really three well foot done. man in the back of a car. <laughs> <laughs> so that was one of those ones Shot. where I was just like, "That's weird." But um, <laughs> this movie, like Kurt Russell, I would have said Anthony Hopkins. Like I don't think I ever would have thought of Anthony Hopkins in like a comic book movie. I think, uh, and that's where I no, think that's where do you want director power, Kenneth Branagh. That's yes. why you get him. So Anthony Hopkins, then yes. Once I've realized that Anthony Hopkins was okay being in a Transformers movie. Yeah, no, no. Nah, now I know it. Anthony now Hopkins he, now he's whatever. Just, he's just I think doing he did a Stephen now. King movie and he was like, I'll be in whatever. I don't care. Yeah. Um, so uh, Kurt Russell. Hearts of Atlantis. Um, the father of Peter Quill. Kurt Russell. In, like, I don't dislike him in this film. I just dislike the film. And that, like, it's frustrating for me. Because, I, I, like, he comes off as very genuine in the character that he is. I just don't like the film. <laughs> I think everyone played what they, want, what they were asked to do in that film very well. And it's, a, it's another one of those cases where it's a, pr- it's a good movie that I just didn't enjoy very much. Mm-hmm. You know, because of little things. A mm-hmm. lot of little things add up. The Tracks, Pac-Man. The, the Pac-Man. For me, it's the brains in space. Like, I, when they were talking about the... He, I was a floating intellect in space and it shows a brain floating in space. And I was like, Oh, okay. It's just a, it's a metaphorical representation of a brain in space. How would you show that to a human? You would just have a brain floating in oh, space. Right, right. And then it turns out, no, literally he is a brain <laughs> floating the in space. Of his, at the center of the planet that just kind of floats in space. And I was like, no, <laughs> why, why would it look like a human brain? Yeah. Why? Like it just—it was just a little tiny thing that I'm reasonably sure didn't bother anyone much. No, like, everyone else went to Futurama and kind of got a giggle out of it, mm-hmm. but it legitimately bothered me when I thought it was like, oh, it's just a metaphorical representation of a brain in space. I'm completely fine with that. I got my—I got my Futurama giggle and I moved on. And then I went back to it, and it was just no. He's literally a brain that floated around in space. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. So why Damn, would one of the original entities of the universe choose a human brain uh, to look to, to, to look be like? And it, it was just one of the little. It was. Just, it was a I mean, tiny the human brain outside that, of the skull is one of the most vulnerable things in the universe. I, I, I don't know. And it's it's just a tiny little thing that bothered the frick out of me the entire time. I would say one of the more interesting uh, scenes is when he's explaining the song. And, and what it means to Peter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you really, after like really listening to it, it's also kind of creepy what he's, he's trying to say. Yeah. Mister dude. Like man. he's su- such manipulation. Oh yeah. And it's, and he's like such a likable, affable so guy. Like, You're like, like five, uh, like, it's almost 10 minutes to that scene. 10 minutes prior is them throwing the, uh, energy baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and them smiling. And so, like, it's such a flip. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I, I like his character. I just... I, I think he played it very well. Like, the part where he reveals that he had to kill Peter's mom. Yeah, he, like, you know what That moment he, is like, and it killed, it, and it, it killed so, me. So, my question, to, did you... have to make her die. Did you like, see that coming? I, it was I knew, up there, but I knew it wasn't, there, it I knew wasn't there, immediately. Yeah, I was going to say, I knew I there had surprised. to be something that was really bad about it. Like... That there was going to be a reason, and when he says it, though, uh, I really feel like, and like turned to certain like people yeah, I was goes, with it, in theater. It killed me when I had to give her cancer. When I had I to give like, her mother. Whoa! When I had to kill your mother. What? He was yeah. a dick. <laughs> a but, bad. Uh, but the fun bit is, I like it, that he came across so innocent about yeah. it. Yeah. It was just, it was just something that had to happen. It He's like, "Hey, me. man, I'm super cool. I had to kill your mom, but it was for my my greater good." Yeah, right. yeah. And then uh, Gamora and then, finds the the pool of bones of the other of all kids. of his other oh, kids. Geez. Oh my yeah. god! So yeah, okay, it's all coming back to. And me. And then she's like, "We gotta go." I hate him. <laughs> I don't like him. But, but it's but one wait, of those ones where like you start wait, off and you're like, you yeah, he's great. I like him. As it's, a villain, it's, it's great. The problem is everything else. The 
I I believe there would have been a better way to make him more relatable. Like I I I don't know how I would have done it per se, but like well, his relatability scene, unfortunately, is his intro scene, is them driving through Missouri in 1980, like that he he chose. When he says, I, I wanted to choose that life, that's the image you get. See, I don't, like, for me, I don't But I don't buy that. that. Right. I'm, I'm not invested in that enough. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think there would have been, like, if he had talked about his mom more or anything. I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, I do, felt... I do like certain parts where he goes, I knew if I, I knew if I ever stepped on foot on earth again, I'd never right. leave. Lines like that are really good. I just don't think that they went into them enough. I don't, they, yeah, they I don't think they, lines. I don't think they went deep enough with they it. They were like. And then they they walked away from it. Is this uh, is Guardians the film that you say uh, Guardians Two is completely okay trying to override everything that Guardians One did? Well, that's the other thing that that, that kind of gets me about Guardians Two is that it kind of invalidates a lot of the investment we had in Guardians One because it was just like yeah they all sac- they all almost sacrificed themselves to hold the Power Stone. Peter was never going to die. He couldn't. He could have eaten the Power Stone, and yeah, it would have been really uncomfortable, but he never would have died. He, w- he would have as returned. Long, yeah. As long as the light is within Ego, he would, could not die. <clears throat> That's what his father said. So, to me, that means, okay, that scene where he, uh, he sacrificed himself to save Gamora. No, he could have just floated out there forever until somebody recovered him, and then he would have survived. Yeah, but he didn't know that. But it's, not a, but it's me as the viewer. I guess, but like, like also, if you believe you're gonna die, you're gonna think you're gonna die. It's almost like it's a betrayal of trust. I can see that. Some people, some people feel it, and some people don't. But for me, that kind of invalidates a lot of the sacrifices he went to in the first movie. Like theoretically, they just could have just had him Groundhog Day his way into killing Ronan. Just keep going up there, getting killed by Ronan, not dying, and just rinse and repeat. Yeah. Until until Ronan got tired and went to sleep. I think the best way I heard it described is Guardians 2 really makes you feel like Guardians 1 is a movie. Right? When you when you watch these adventures, especially when you're heavily invested in it, you have a certain range of emotion that you go through to the extent like Avengers, for example. There are moments in Avengers where I forget the fact that it's a movie because I'm so invested in it. It I it that kind of gets blocked out of my brain. Yeah, you're like, oh, I hope they're okay. Right, Guardians really One is kind of that way. It's a space opera. It's very much in the vein of like a Star Wars and things of that nature. And then Guardians Two says, well, Peter Quill was never really gonna die in the first place. So when I go back to watch Guardians One it makes it difficult to convince that believability that my, the hero is ever really in danger. It's the, it's the unfortunate side effect of knowing the future, right? Yeah. I've seen the second movie, and therefore the first movie is difficult for me to watch. It'd be like if you sat, no if you sat someone, Quill if you, is ever if, gonna if, go uh, in and get say, through. say, Moondog, say yep. you had never seen either movie. I have never we, seen either movie. And then we sat you through <laughs> the second one, and then you watched the third one. You'd be yeah. like, oh, the this first part. Or if we sat you through the second one and made you watch the first one, you'd be like, oh, well, well, this doesn't matter. Yeah. No. And right. I, there, there's, there's They're a not numbered that way, and that's intentional. But yeah. yeah, yeah. No, there, there's there's a thing that can be said about, you know, how valid is the emotional response you get when you first experience it, and does something that changes that later on invalidate it, but there is also something that says it's, does it weaken the story as a whole now, because you can't divorce them. Well, I, mean, I feel like you can say that about any movie, though, like Harry Potter, for example, like, you learn a lot about Snape towards the end, so does that make him being a dick through the rest of the movies invalid? And the, the answer is... No, because and, I think uh, it's intentional. No, he's always a horrible dick. Like, right. it's well, meant to... He's still a dick. Him being a dick, yeah, you learn that there was a purpose behind the dictum. But in the <laughs> movie that you're watching, like, I don't I don't care about that when I'm watching that story. Because they don't, like, I'm, it's, it's weird to think about Peter Quill sacrificing himself when I know that he can't die. It's different than... <clears throat> Snape being an asshole because I know he has a reason I, for being I, an I, I'll put it this way. Okay, say the Voldemort thing with Harry and his parents getting killed. Say Harry was 13 when it happened with his family, right? And he survived. And then you had the movies go on from there. And then they did a prequel with Harry when he was five and said, oh, there's a big evil villain. He's going to kill Harry. You would never believe it because you know Harry lives to at least be 13. 
Gotcha. Yeah. Well, that's it's, but yeah, that's plot armor, and I think that's different than the feeling I get from Guardians One. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and that and it's plot it's, armor says that the character's not gonna die. That's yeah. my problem with Han Solo. Yeah. This one, <laughs> the Han Solo prequel, Han Solo's not gonna die. In this movie, it's take the same Han Solo example. So Han Solo's on the train; he's running around. The idea is, it's yes, it's plot armor, but Han Solo is devoid of danger. There's no danger that you could theoretically put Han Solo in because Han Solo has that's, to fly. I think that's where you was like, me as the viewer know. I know. Trying to go back and watch that movie. I know that he was never in any real danger. Yeah. Regardless of the fact that I know that he's going to survive later on, I as the viewer know that he's not in any real danger. And so it's more about how do you write the film with the viewer in mind more than how do you write the film with the story in mind. Because does it make sense within the story? Sure. It's irrelevant in the first story, and right. it's relevant in the second one. But as a as a viewer who likes the series and wants to go back and watch these things, how does that kind of impact that that uh-huh. that narrative when I go back to watch it again? Mm-hmm. I also just so, realized that he did something that I hate. That this movie did something that I hate, and that's what I call pulling a Riddick. <laughs> yes. And that's uh, when they take some they take a character like Riddick from Pitch Black, oh, which was beautiful, Rick. great yes. character. Human, got a shine job on his eyes, really badass human. And then in the second movie... Who really kind of doesn't give a shit, but kind of does. In the second movie, they then pivot and said, no, he's not a badass human. He's just an okay, cool alien. Not to mention... Oh, sorry. Because the Furians, they were like, yeah, one Furian took out an entire squad of... um, Necrotex, whatever the hell they call Uh, them. Necromongers. Necromongers. Um, And it was like... Keep what you kill. Right? And then he kind of did it, too. But he's not... They're like... He talks about how badass the Furians were. And I was like, I kind of got a feeling that Riddick was kind of close to that, but not really. So they took they took Riddick, who was really cool in Pitch Black, and then marginalized his character by saying, no, he's actually just a kind of a cool See, and I think, I think the problem with that was that they took one... To be honest, it was kind of like uh, the original Pitch Black was like Earth in space. Like, Earthlings are all that's there. Yes. There's aliens as far as creatures are concerned that we may not understand, but there's no other, uh, like, intelligent life. Uh, and then they took it and went, oh, no, there's more. You, this this is actually a real sore spot for me because I just recently watched How about this spot? Movie. Is this spot better? Is that oh, yeah. Right hey, there. guys. Okay. Is the dad a dick or not? <laughs> Sorry, yeah, we're kind of derailing. He said, is the dad a dick or not? He's a dick. Uh, Is it okay? I think think In the premise of the movie. I mean, I feel like he's just a D-bag with powers. I don't know that it's okay or unforgivable. I think he's a D-bag with powers. D-bag with powers. I think this movie basically just is, can be held up to, say, Dormammu in Doctor Strange. And you go, ah, yes, that's why I like this one better. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, you're 100% right. It's... You know, no Pac-Man. The, right. No, well, no why. Pac-Man. No brains in space because Dormammu's from an entirely different dimension. It, it, he's everything. That's, in, that's uh, an example yeah. of a good otherworldly representation yes. of something that yes. we shouldn't be yeah. able to do right. and still having it go across. Good point, Moondog. <laughs> Spider-Man Homecoming. Please note that for the interview that <laughs> I had oh. one good point. <laughs> I've already marked it down.